Guess who's back? It's the real WrestlePro. Ginger Jedi mind tricks teach you all that he knows. Had nobody in charge and he's got all the news. Real talk, straight shooting interviews. Join the queue, put you in a submission. 20 bucks for Nelson. Cooking shows, making flights, still got time for a podcast. Luck never stops and he's gonna let you know that. Hey everybody, welcome to the Pat Buck Show. I'm your host, Pat Buck. And for once, I'm not joined with KM this week. I guess I've had to uh, furlough KM until the future, until we figure out what we're doing. And by that, hey, I gotta apologize. I've left you all in the dark for, I don't know, two weeks or so. And there's kind of a good reason for that, as those who, you know, the the dozens and dozens that listen to this show, I think, uh, I think you kind of realize what's going on, but happy to have some actual uh, free time to sit down and uh, dust off the old uh, Colcabana equipment that I've never updated since he gave this to me many moons ago and, and record and put out something to explain what's going on and where we're going with this. Uh, we've put out 10, 11 episodes, I think. This is episode 12. We had a really cool setup going on. You can check out our YouTube channel, uh, which is the Pat Buck Show, and the podcast regoing and getting back into things. And I had a whole game plan lined up. And when you make plans, uh, my wife says says this a lot. Uh, when you make plans, God laughs, and I think He did in this situation. You know, uh, I got to go back in time just to kind of catch you all up, and I think you'll bear with me on this story, but. April 15th, you know, I was released from WWE. Uh, I was not furloughed. You know, a lot of people put out that the producers were furloughed. I don't exactly know anyone else's business, and it's not my business. But for myself, I was released, meaning I I was a newer with the company, you know, outside of me. And, you know, I think Lance Storm was the only one that came after me. And then MVP, who's now main eventing raw and doing all sorts of cool stuff but uh, i was newer with the company you know less than a year cuts happened understandably you know we we're sitting at home for a while and you know i i kind of expected that to be honest with you uh unfortunate upsetting but hey it's that's you know no one's experienced something like this the covid crisis you know ever and you know what i mean like this it's new to all of us so Right away, you know, you, you sit and you wallow, but I'm kind of a believer in just kind of getting up and, all right, what's next? And I started planning and planning and planning. I am a, you know, planner and overthinker, but more so it's led to more positive than negative. So right away, I started getting things in order, the show being one of them, uh, figuring out the future of my wrestling schools, the other, how soon we can reopen, which we're not reopened. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, my shows, what's going to happen? When can we ride? When can we, when can I run events again? You know, um, September coming up. I mean, we're halfway through July, September. I normally have four or five, sometimes six events and doesn't look that way this year. You know, we might not have an event for the rest of the year. So I figured the, the, the thing I can do would be, you know, this show, start the Patreon, which thank you for all those who have are signed up on Patreon and, uh, I do b- agree that I am probably the worst Patreon person of all time. Well, more so for one of the tiers that was going to sit in on the booking meetings. 
again, if I'm over explaining, apologies. But on the Patreon, one of the tiers is you get to hear me and Kevin book and you participate in that. Well, we have nothing to book outside of one Alaska show, which is still happening. But the other tier have been a lot of you have sent me your matches and I've given really detailed feedback and given a lot of uh, a lot of information and suggestions to people who have basically used me as an online coach and I love it. And a lot of the guys are overseas. They're in, you know, UK and Scotland and and I've I enjoy doing that. So that's been fun. I hope I can continue to do that because I feel like it's just a it's something I can do the rest of my life and I really enjoy doing. But the other Patreon people, I, I suck. I'm sorry. I'll pay you back. Literally, if you if you just let me know and I'll I'll make right by it. Anyway, made all these plans. COVID happens. You lose your job. You start going, well, um, I'm never leaving the wrestling business. I have, you know, uh, a ring truck with, I think, another year or so of uh, lease left on it. I have a five-year lease at Creator Pro New York. I have a multi-year contract with the Recreational Center in New Jersey for my other school. I'm stuck in the middle. You know, I'm, I'm here. What can I do in wrestling um, to go forward and not essentially go for a job outside? I, I mean, I could, I, and eventually maybe I would, but I don't see myself as that. I see myself as being in the wrestling business for the rest remainder of my existence. So I look at it this way. I want to start doing shows. And, you know, I'm, I'm 36 years old, and I had a conversation with a certain somebody months and months ago and they were kind of shocked that I was 36 and I was a producer and they maybe assumed that you know are you injured I'm like no they're like why would you you know want to do this like well you know the opportunity was presented to me and I it's you know no matter what I think my value in pro wrestling is going to be behind the scenes more so than it can be being a performer now, do I selfishly want to do both? Absolutely. But someone put it into my head, and I don't want to reveal who, but that, you know, this is the prime years for pro wrestling between, you know, 30, and I think that that could be true. If you want to argue, argue between 36 and 45, 35 and 45, that you can, you know, that's setting you up. And like, they made it known that maybe it should be a part of your brand because you can be known as the guy that runs all the shows and do all these things. And you, I've had all these matches, but at the end of the day, the mainstream world still doesn't know what you've produced in the ring. I don't mean produce behind the scenes. I mean, actually go. So I had that bug. I'm like, yeah, I need, I need to wrestle again. Like, I really do. And we, I started training my butt off. Every week would be, we do the podcast. Um, and I'd have, you know, illegally, please don't tell anybody. But in New York, we'd have uh, people come down. And I'd train with them. Um, we'd have group training sessions. And we were really, you know. Uh, even even KM, I'm forcing into the ring and doing all this stuff to get in really good ring shape to have some fun and do something because because having a you know job in pro wrestling, if you really think about it, if you just do one thing, that's great, and that's what most people do, and God bless. But I've just if you can do more than one thing, I think it's kind of a positive. So I looked at my future, and with COVID happening and, and independence not really being a thing right now outside of the, you know, drive-in theaters and the death matches, and God bless them. Uh, I, I just don't see how I'd fit into that environment, although some of them look kind of really fun. Others, maybe not so much. But I thought it'd be really fun to get back in the ring. I was, I was like, I'm going to do this no matter what. And 
you know, you spend a couple thousand dollars on ring gear, some that still hasn't arrived yet. But I started making connections and talking to other promotions and things were looking pretty optimistic. And by pretty optimistic, I mean, things were booked. There was no offers. There was no, you know, this could lead to this. It was, oh, you're available. I didn't know that. And a lot of people didn't know that because they thought I was furloughed. You know, they thought, you know, well, he's still there, isn't he? But the truth is I'm not. I'm eligible to do whatever the heck I wanted. So in summary, basically, I was going to go wrestle for places. And if they needed me behind the scenes, hey, I'm here. You know, I, I, I can help you out in this regard. And my focus really, to be perfectly honest, was just to get my name out to fill the schedule to get some buzz going when the world opens back up. And I thought that would have been really fun to do. And me and KM were going to be a team. And we had all these things done, and filmed and practiced. And, you know, we were we were using our connections to kind of, you know, just get a couple dates. Hey, could you use us? Not looking for, you know, we need this amount of money or, you know, hire me. It was more so just kind of want to do it. If you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. And most of the promotions over the years we've done really good business with and they were open to it. And that was awesome. So had everything lined up. And like I said, you make plans and God laughs and I, an opportunity came up to go back again and I had to weigh all these options and the fact that it was, you know, something concrete versus something that, that, that could have been and with everything being so up in the air with independent wrestling, with, with every promotion, you know, even, um, you know, televised, certain televised companies aren't, aren't doing anything or certain you know, maybe televised isn't the, the right word. People that have uh, a production studio, they're, they're not even filming now, you know, outside of WWE and AEW, you know, what else is going on? So it, that was kind of a real decision maker for me because these outside places, you know, and I will say there was more than, there was more than one. In fact, there was three places that I was going to, visit go to have fun at and i don't want to say oh they're trying to see what the best deal is no i I just wanted to see what's out there so basically you know training my butt off buying new ring gear new character ideas figuring out when you can open your promotion figuring out when to open the schools mapping out a schedule uh i actually trained even though gyms are still not open uh, i was able to get my waist from a 34 to a 31 uh, which is something I'm, I, you know, doing a humble brag here, but like I was really, really dedicated. And then the phone call happens, you know, and asked to go back. And, you know, after thinking about things, I went back and I'm, I'm happy to be back. Now I'm full throttle in the mix of, you know, doing essentially what I did when I left, but at a much more accelerated level, meaning there's less time to get things done, there's more responsibility. There's, you know, a lot of, you know, thrown into the fire, but it's a good fire. And it's something that I, um, every, you know, week you adapt more and more, you learn more and more, but then you, you realize how to get better at your position. So happy to be back with WWE and, you know, seeing all the crew and especially the producer crew who are terrific people. And it's, it's interesting. But I think it was, uh, it definitely was the right call above. It, it really was. So I do have, you know, some ambitions that 
to uh that I kind of want to step into and some regard the show and some just regard me personally but we're in a time with you know everything the world essentially being upside down when you're in an entertainment business and you're not traveling from you know we're traveling to one city as opposed to traveling to all these different cities and you know time is of the essence you know it's not um you know live tv is stressful enough but when you have you know less of a window to get things done what i'm trying to say is i want it once things start getting a little bit more i don't want to say back to normal but maybe on a less frantic or compressed timeline you know i would like to figure out what i can do because with this show you know um i can't being an employee i I can't interview someone from an opposing wrestling company i'm sure there'd be no issue with talking to people who are not affiliated but i have to figure that out but it's not of a urging importance to bring forth that going on so i just wanted to be open honest with that you know and i am looking forward to as the future goes on and working more and more i do want to become more active and ideally would like to be a liaison between the independent wrestling world and wwe you know i know nxt ties are, are very very strong and they you know get the best of the best but i do think we could you know need a new set of new set of eyes and additional set of hands on the whole process and i think that could be something that i want to explore again when things kind of go back to uh hate saying go back to normal but when things kind of become less closed down and we get more on a uh we at least know what's going to go on with running events and television and stuff like that so back to this show again Again, trying to figure out the interviews, trying to figure out timelines. Uh, the GoPro guys were are incredible. They would come to my school every Sunday. I think I said that before. And we had things mapped out, but I don't know when I'm going to be here or not. Sometimes I'm away for a week. Sometimes it's four days. Sometimes there's days they're not available, days I'm not available, days KM's not available. So it's kind of a tough process. If you like me just talking to a microphone, hey, I can arrange that and get that week to week. But I was hoping to do more and hoping to do more video and hoping to do things that were a little bit more uh, effort driven as opposed to just, well, here's what I think this week, because I think anyone can get redundant and boring. Also, with uh, the shows being on standby, it kind of was a huge part of, you know, if I put in a timeline of all the important things that I've happily been a part of to me running and producing and self-budgeting and doing all the shows are probably at the the number one thing and it, and it sucks right now to not have anything in the future outside of alaska which is primarily kevin although i am kind of a you know umbrella benefactor involved with it it's uh it's not what i'm used to and that that, that goes into so much what i try to talk about so i can talk about things from the past but you know, I, I really want to, I like staying present and in the future, even for my schools. I mean, I'm excited that this week in New York, even though gyms are closed, I'm not a gym. My tax code says I am recreation, which is open. Gymnastics is open. Uh, we have the protocols for temperature checks and <clears throat> sanitizing the ring in between all of our sessions. And it, it we're going to be back to normal next week. The thing also is i've made the argument that we are a professional training camp uh because 
training camps for like the NFL and sports were allowed to be reopened like a month and a half ago. And I went, okay, well, I'm affiliated with a major organization. Students of mine are under contract with the major organization. We're a training camp. And I think that can be argued. And they go, well, professional wrestling doesn't fall under a sport. Okay, well, how come I have a license that says I'm a professional wrestling promoter and a uh, boxing promoter, and that falls under the same jurisdiction under the Athletic Commission? So all of that could be argued, but now that we're in phase four and the tax code is for recreation, not the gym, uh, we're good to go in New York. New Jersey is a horse of a different color, and it's been an eye-opening ordeal between COVID and between the speaking out movement, which opened my eyes to see things that I never heard of before and I never knew existed. So places were really affected by that. And I've had to make some changes in my New Jersey school. And there's things with, you know, people I can't allow back in for things that I found out. And then there's things that I think people need some sensitivity training or we need a change in management. And it, it's really caused me to, uh, and, and not just from, from women, from men too, I opened up the platform and checked in with essentially every student of my New Jersey program to hear about the pros, the cons, their experiences confidentially. And you have to take everything you hear and look at it through a microscope and really figure out the intention and the facts and uh, all sorts of information that goes into that to make the proper decision about your business. And I did so. And there was times where, you know, I heard things that were my, my jaw hit the floor and, you know, made me really, really upset and mad and, and you, you deal with that. And then there's other times where you find a trend and you look into it and you, you, you know, um, you find that what, you know, a, uh, what someone is saying about someone else may not be entirely accurate or maybe perception based or maybe, you know, and then, you know, the one thing that made my, head flip and I'm not getting specific but you know someone saying well there's so many issues here uh, a man I was talking to and then you find out from other people a major concern that that original person was a part of that may trump all of what that person was saying that makes any sense but I you know I owe my school that responsibility and it's caused me to reimagine what my New Jersey school is going to be like. And I, I say reimagine because I do watch Cuomo a lot and I enjoy Cuomo. Don't agree with everything, but I think he's a excellent leader and we'll see when he's on the Democratic ticket running for presidency, which I think is going to happen. We'll see. Um, but with, with that being said, kind of thought about my school long term. I actually checked in with Lance Storm because a lot of training programs run differently. You know, they, they do their amount of time and then okay, spread your wings and fly. And my school, I didn't want that to be that way. The first school I opened in New Jersey, which WrestlePro, CreatorPro New Jersey, whatever you want to call it, I know it's a little confusing, but I wanted to have a school that consistently trained people and had that environment because we were running so many shows and the backbone of the schools, the, promo the, the promotion has a backbone with the school and now that's changed. And I don't know how many events are going to be ran. And I don't know the future of any events. And now I'm realizing that this eight-year window that I've had my professional wrestling school open, you start seeing that there's 
people who are, I, dare I say, I don't think anyone in any wrestling position is ever fully, fully, fully happy or content. But there's a mixture of disgruntled for right reasons, for wrong reasons. There's a mixture of different friendships. There's a mixture of those who have quit. There's a mixture of those who, um, who are very, very happy. There's a mixture of those who are don't progress as fast as others, or there's regress or injuries or whatever it may be, but there's been an eight-year window of students and, and outside independent wrestlers that have come for training and gotten in better and, and built this climate where you hope to be one happy family, and it's not. And part of that's on me because for the last year, I've been away. You know, I would go to the school realistically maybe once a week, but more so once every other week because of my schedule. And I and as soon as I was on when I was on the road, I would go to one of the two schools every week. So and to be a professional wrestling coach is not exactly the easiest thing to do. Um, But then on top of that, being a police for the boys and all the events where more shenanigans happen than at a training school, you know, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. And I'm kind of looking at it now that I'm, I'm leaning on reimagining the school in a sense where it's kind of you come in to train at WrestlePro and this opens up, you know, Lance is very smart with this. He would have it for a 12-week program for a lot of international students to come in, train, and by that 12 weeks, you know, your visa is up and you can leave. That way it's not ongoing. But I also, I'm, I'm starting to weigh the pros and cons off of having people just stay and keep training and training and training because it's it's not working (laughs) you know what i mean so it's working in new york but it's not working new jersey so is it really a change in leadership or it's just that the jersey school that i've had has been operating for so long i'm starting to see trends happen there that i've heard about what's happened at other schools that have been open for 20 or 30 years so I'm leading on the school essentially being more of a program with a start and end date as opposed to continual training because I'm seeing not the greatest stuff happen from there. Uh, But in addition, I do want to have days and classes available, not classes, but ring time for those who have graduated. That way we keep everything separate. You know, we don't have to worry about someone who's five years in doing headlock takeover, leg scissor, kickout drill that may not want to do it, that may be, you know, taking up ring time and compared to someone who they're in their fourth week and they need that time. And I, I think it may solve a lot of problems. So, and also we, I've taken upon myself to start a female class. And that, it depends on all this stuff I want to do, but because of COVID and the building I have in Jersey and there's no... I'm in a government building, nothing's open. So if I can get a day or two days where it can be a female-only training class, then that would be exceptional. But finding a female trainer hasn't been exactly the easiest thing to do because of scheduling. Uh, I would do it myself, but again, I feel kind of like a phony if I'm the one running a female class, you know what I mean? I would feel more appropriate if it was you know, a whole group but then you also hear, I've heard gripes of, well, we should, the females should be with, with the males. It should be completely equal. See what I mean? It's kind of hard to kind of figure out a way, but I think I'm looking at it as the more hours I can get set aside for people to train and have an option, the better the school will be. 
for beginners, for open ring graduates, for female division. So I think that's after kind of taking in all this different stuff, that's where we're going to go with that. Uh, we established a code of conduct for events, which I thought were kind of no brainers. But then again, they're, 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 you know, like separate locker rooms. At the rec center, we're, we're blessed. We have separate locker rooms. But like there's some times where you're running, you know, a festival show and you don't have a separate changing area. And that, that really should be up to the promotion and should be on, you know, I, I got to buy a PVC piping. Why not? Like go buy the thing off Amazon, Pat. Now you have two separate areas. So, and th there's just things I never really thought of. You know, I never thought of, you know, having that it's not a safe environment to just kind of pick up a talent and drive them a certain somewhere. So there should be two talent in the car to avoid any situations that we've had in the past, which have sucked. So, you know, because originally I was like, well, maybe we, I should not have females do any sort of rides, but I've... I've actually learned that that's not a proper way of thinking, that why take away that opportunity from them to, you learn a lot of stuff in a car, guys, guys and girls. You, you learn from meeting established talent and, and forming friendships and relationships. But for, you know, guys and girls, there should be at least two people in the car at all times. So, because I've, I've actually learned from this movement, again, not just female, but male. I heard about, a handful of situations with male talent that have said certain things to another male driving them to and from a show. We can't have that. You just can't have that. And I didn't think it existed. So anything that was presented to my attention, I, I dealt with swiftly and trying to make, make the most of it because I do love wrestling. So what's going on for the future of this, uh, of this show? Card subject to change. You know what I mean? Like I, I would like to... Uh, before this happened, before in April when I when I originally lost my job, I wanted to bring the recorder on the road and when I was going to different cities, find unique interviews, meaning like, you know, if I'm people off the grid. But if I can get approval to talk with my coworkers, that'd be great. But it's just not the right time, I think, to bring it up. Um, I don't even know who would bring that up to. But I, I want to keep this going. You know, that we're, we're around a lot of uh, in WWE, there's a lot of brilliant people, brilliant performers, brilliant writers, brilliant producers, creative people, the like. It's, it's you know, I genuinely enjoy being there, but I have to know the parameters. So once I know that, we'll check back, and I hope I can, uh, you know, address that. The, so from that point on, thank you for supporting the show. Hopefully you'll hear from me in a week, two weeks. Uh I hate to, oh, no one's too, too busy where they can't do this. But again, like I relied on the GoPro crew because they do everything. They were fantastic. Hire them for all your wrestling needs. They also have a studio we were kind of waiting on to get back in there. But again, I need to know the parameters, what I can, I can't do. I would like, ideally like to go into their studio and help people with their matches and kind of watch it on a monitor and point out different things because that's, I think that could be really interesting and no one's doing that podcast wise, but that's up in the air. Until then, you can follow me on social media. It's Buck Never Stops, Pat Buck Show on Twitter. Uh, thank you for, you know, GoPro guys. Thank you for Chris Robinson, who handles all the social media for all the stuff that I do. He's done a killer job. He's one of our referees in, in WrestlePro. And, uh, yeah, until next time, guys. Thanks. See you.